0: Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? Oh, you know I am, buddy. How about you? Oh, yeah. All right.
1: Are you crawling? Or are you walking in your skin tonight?
0: Well, right now I'm sitting in it.
1: Just sitting in your skin, hanging out.
0: Just sitting in my skin.
1: (laughs) In your own skin, not anybody else's.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you see me. The way I want you to see me But if you knew who I truly was Yep <laughs> Alright What are you drinking tonight?
0: Well, it's too bad we're not doing a coronavirus one Because I have From Tall Tales Brewing Company Social distancing What? It's a, yeah It's a, uh, an IPA It's a pounder That's fine 8% alcohol
1: there you go. so It's called social distancing.
0: Yep. and Can you see it? Yeah, they're really jumping on it, aren't they? Yeah. Did they, you think they've mass-produced that in the last couple of months? Uh, You know, I don't know. It's brewed and canned in Parsonsburg, Maryland. Man, dude, you could just run down there and pick it up yourself right out of the brewery. Maybe. I don't know where that is, but I could. <laughs> I also got a new mic. Man. Yeah. All kinds of stuff happening. I ordered it today. And it got here today. Thank you, Amazon. That's insane. So they just had
1: it sitting out back waiting for you. Like, I know he's going to order this.
0: It's, he's due to order this anytime. Well, I found the mic and I was like, I think that's the one I want. And then it gave me options. And it was like, well, I won't be here till like the 8th or something. And I was like, shit, man. And then I saw an option without the XLR cable. I was like, well, I have XLR cables. Let me click on that. Boom. Today by 1 p.m. it said. (laughs) I said, okay. All right. See you this afternoon. Yep. Man. And and we delayed
1: recording this one until today for various other reasons. But here we are. It all worked out in the end.
0: Yep. It was not planned. But hopefully I sound better. Because I was cutting out a ton of background noise for me during editing. You think so? Oh, my God, yeah.
1: Hmm. How's mine? Because right now, there's probably stuff going on.
0: I get almost nothing on your end. Are you serious? Dead serious.
1: The way you see me now, like, everything is open behind me. But mm-hmm. if I turn my camera, I am... It, it's, uh, it's our closet. It's close to our closet space. So it must be absorbing everything from behind
0: the mic. Hmm. Hopefully. I don't know. I mean, occasionally I'll hear, like, a dog collar jingle, but... Oh, yeah. (laughs) But not much, man. Good. That makes me happy. What are you drinking tonight?
1: You've got your 8%, and I've been saving... These are... It was tough. I kind of wanted it, but then I'm like, that's a lot. I'll drink those, like, one a night for a while. The Dogfish Head Palo Santo Maron that I had the other night. 12%, Mm -hmm. baby. You can taste it in it. Yeah, <laughs> It's been a couple days since I had one. Do you like it though? It's a good flavor, but it's just really intense. And I will drink all of them. I do enjoy all of them. But it's just like, it's its just a pack full of flavor. Really? Brown aged ale. Or uh, wood aged brown ale. I don't know how you brown age stuff.
0: I'm <laughs> not really sure. Maybe... I don't know, we won't. Oh, I was gonna do something about feces or something. I don't know.
1: Yep, I uh, number two came to my mind too.
0: <laughs> Did you know we took last pod on the left? We took their spot from last month and bumped them Isn't down.
1: A freaking awesome podcast magazine,
0: baby! How about that, dude? They were twenty nine last month out of fifty. They got bumped down to thirty because your boys. Oh yeah. Yep, we got up there.
1: That's one thing I wanted to talk about. Podcast Magazine. It's free to subscribe as far as I understand. I, they have an app. I have the app and I check it out every month. I've been checking it out for the last three months when we first put up to vote for us for the uh,
0: Hot 50. And every month. But now, now we're in there. I didn't even know you put in there uh, to for people to vote for
1: us for that. Well, I'm going to go crazy now now that i know we're in the 20 top 29 yeah oh we're we're moving up now baby i'm gonna i'm just gonna pummel people with the with the link which is com slash hot 50 and you can vote for three different podcasts at one time
0: and you know what's cool guys we wouldn't even be there if it wasn't for you guys exactly if it wasn't for them we wouldn't even be doing this period. We would have stopped by now. You're absolutely
1: right. Well, who are we going to talk to? Just each other? We're doing it for you and me. Well, you don't like to talk to me, man? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I don't typically
0: I don't typically listen to it back unless I'm editing it. You know what I mean? Sometimes I do. Lately I've just been listening to a lot of books though. So.
1: Yeah. Kind of a uh, in a book mood as opposed to podcast mood
0: yeah and well i guess i can tell you right now the book i listened to for this episode
1: good lord what a segue
0: how about man. it man i'm a professional i got the new <laughs> mic now damn uh it was hunt for the skinwalker by colm kelleher now the interesting thing about this book is colm kelleher was actually at he was part of research crew at skinwalker ranch which i think how deep into it are we getting are we
1: we talking about more skinwalker stuff in this one than we are the ranch stuff uh i don't know or we'll just play it by ear see what happens
0: well i figured we can let them know like where it is roughly and you want to tell them the history of the area first not like a the history but like the weird history of it yeah, sure. Well, it's in the middle of the Uinta Basin, and uh, I'm almost positive that's how you say it. Uinta. It's U-I-N-T-A. I think it's Uinta.
1: Uinta or Uinta, but you know, Utah, but throwing in in there.
0: And uh, I. It's <laughs> right. Uinta. I don't know. What are Uinta? I'm in the Skinwalker Ranch. Some Boston. Some Boston. <laughs> Accent there. What are you into? Well, it's in the middle of the Uinta Basin, roughly 150 miles from Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, it's in Ballard, Utah. It's like northeast Utah, right? You know, I didn't even look at it on a map. What a dope. I think it is. I'm almost positive it is. Because I went on their website. Whose website? The Skinwalker Ranch website. They just have a website? Yeah, you never saw that website? I didn't go to, like skinwalker.com? Or Skinwalker Ranch? Uh might be skinwalkerranch.org, maybe. I don't think it's a .com. It might be a .com.
1: All right, we'll check it out.
0: All right, so I looked it up. Ballard, Utah is in
1: uh, the northeast corner of Utah. You know how it kind of has that... The way Utah is shaped, it sort of has that upper part, and then it kind of comes down on the right side? Oh, yeah. Uh, Ballard, Utah is in the like that section that's down and the far right and almost all the way in the corner of Utah.
0: I don't think the Uinta basin is specific to Utah. I think it's, yeah,
1: it stretches out, right? It's yeah.
0: Like, it is in multiple States. Uh, Skinwalker ranch is in Ballard, Utah. It's approximately 480 acres. According to this book, according to Wikipedia, it's 512. Right. Yeah. You take that for what it's worth. Wikipedia says 512. A book by a guy who was there says 480. Well, when was the book was written
1: quite some time ago. And it's, I think, wasn't it written quite some time ago? It's exha- The whole ranch has exchanged hands a couple of times in that period.
0: Yeah. This audio version was released October 3rd, 2017. I don't know when the book was actually... Oh five. The book was in 05?
1: That's what Amazon says.
0: Uh, maybe that's when Amazon got it,
1: but I don't know if that was the actual publishing date. But still. So, no, I swear this book was older than that, wasn't it? Because didn't they add stuff? Who who said that? Well, I really don't know, man. I thought they added stuff later on, because I don't think it, it wasn't called, it hasn't always been called Skinwalker
0: Ranch. It was like the Sherman Ranch before. Well, the interesting thing about that is, there were the Gormans hmm. Or were they? I don't know Tom Gorman and all his family and stuff Yeah it was Not Tom, it. Tad, Ellen Was there a Mike in there? There was a Dave, Dave was a nephew
1: Oh yeah, those guys went through some stuff On that ranch Holy smokes
0: Yeah but I don't think we're going to get into that in this episode are we? Are we going to do You want to do it all in one episode? I got a lot of notes here man
1: We'll we'll see what the time gives us, because I think both of us want to cover quite a bit, either the Skinwalkers, what are the Skinwalkers, the history of that whole idea, the ranch itself, the craziness that has happened on the ranch, and probably uh, the ranch up to present day. Have you been watching that show? I don't know if it's currently airing or if it just aired and finished in recent times. What is it? The uh,
0: Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch, still on the History Channel. You know, I don't... I know people are going to say I'm, I'm paranoid, but I don't trust a lot. I don't trust shows. You know, I don't trust shows. I don't trust movies. I don't... None of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like the whole... It just seems
1: to... They say it's unscripted drama. But I don't know, some of it just feels like it's a little bit scripted, and they're just adding shit in there for you to be like, "Oh my god!" Like I'm super intrigued by what's going on in the show, the secrets of Skinwalker Ranch. It, the stuff is is crazy. But then I blink a couple times and I'm like, "Did they just make that shit up? How? Why? Who put a hole in the wall right there? Why is there shit just burned in a random place?
0: That can't be right." What was it, Monster Men? Where there was it was like. Four hillbillies. I don't know if that's a slur. but Politically incorrect? Yeah, but, I mean, they were they were hillbillies. Oh, they were who? deep, deep country. Was that called Monster Men?
1: I think you talked about it. You introduced me to it. And that's when them good old boys were out there hunting that snallygaster.
0: Oh, yeah. That is <laughs> the most scripted bullshit I have ever seen in my entire fucking life, guys. I'm telling you four old men, and they're like, hey, old man,
1: say this line. Okay, I'll say this line. I saw that thing in that tree over there.
0: We'll pay you in Budweiser and uh, Red Man <laughs> chewing tobacco. Uh, th-
1: yeah, I totally get it. There's there's moments in The Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch where I'm like, did you just read that from a piece of paper there, shot? Yeah. Who do you think you are? So I'm a little bit, I'm more skeptical on on that stuff.
0: I think my biggest issue, not so much that it's scripted, I just wonder who is funding it. You know what I mean? Is the CIA involved? Is the government involved in some way? If so, it's just propaganda bullshit. It's all a schmear campaign.
1: Mm, You want to go schmear? You want to go misinformation?
0: Misinformation. Let's go with misinformation.
1: Or disinformation. I don't know what's what's the difference.
0: I don't know. I think it's just however you want to say it. Well, <clears throat> currently,
1: I, I guess we can whatever. Currently, uh, Brandon Fugel is the owner of Skinwalker Ranch via his company Adamantium Holdings. Ooh, sounds funny, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, and I I didn't put anything in my notes about this. All my notes came from this book, guys. So. If you hear me saying things, you're like, I heard that in a book. No shit. It all came from, <laughs> you know. Actually, I could probably just do a lot of quotes in this. But anyway, I didn't put anything in my notes. About current events. About that adamantium holdings. But wasn't yeah. that kind of like a, almost like an anonymous buy, wasn't it? Yeah, because for a while, he did not come
1: forth to say who he was. It was just this company who bought the ranch. It's a, it's a literally, it, it's a shell corporation. Yeah. And they have, they have armed guards. They have all this security in there. I, I don't know. This, part of me is like, oh my God, these things are seriously happening. How did they do all this stuff? What is going on? And then the other side of me is like, this guy is just looking for a payout. He just set all this crap up. Who? Brandon Fugle. Oh. Yeah. Part of me is like, th- this dude bought the place. Just so he could make this show on the History Channel, just to make a different kind of money.
0: I mean, that's entirely possible. I'm not saying he didn't. Yeah. I mean, he bought it after the Gormans had all their issues, and then after Nids came out, and and now he buys it. Like,
1: Yeah, well, the the Gormans, the Shermans, Robert Bigelow had it to do all his stuff there, whatever he actually ended up doing there.
0: Well, he was part of... He was NIDS. Bigelow was? Yeah, Bigelow started NIDS.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Terry and Gwen Sherman. When did the Gormans have it? Before that?
0: I don't know. I kind of... I almost wonder if if it's like one of those things where they call them one thing, but they're actually... You know what I mean? You know, like, back in the day where, like, you look at your family tree, and you're like, that's your great aunt. Mary, I don't know. Whatever, but and then everyone's like, "No, that wasn't her name. Her name was Ellen May." You know, and then it, yeah, yeah. Like, I wonder if it's something like that. I don't know if they're different people or not. Uh, I don't know. Well,
1: according to Wikipedia, I know you can take that as far as you want. Nineteen eighty four to nineteen ninety two was Terry and Gwen Sherman. Nineteen ninety six, who had it from ninety two to ninety six, I don't know. The Gormans, I guess. 96 to 2016 was Robert Bigelow. 2016 to present, it's Brandon Fugel via Adamantium Holdings. So, was it the Gormans that had it from 92 to 96 and between the time of the Shermans and Bigelow? That that sounds right from that book, doesn't it?
0: Well, the book said that Tom Gordon Yeah, Gordon. Tom Gorman bought the ranch when Edith Myers passed away. And her brother sold the property to Gorman in 1994. Okay, I mean, it must have had some kind of weird. I'm sorry, the book did not. That wasn't from the book. That was from that Skinwalker website. I, I do remember that. So not everything's from the book.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. So I mean, that website. Let me let me pull that up real quick, just to, so people know what it is.
1: Some craziness seriously went down with the Gormans which I'm pretty I really think they were there just those handful of years up until Bigelow and Nids took it and then Gorman himself was still a ranch hand after they had f- officially bought it.
0: Yeah so not to not to cut you off real quick uh skinwalker and they have a place here called the timeline. It goes back to 1776.
1: That's what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, it's very in-depth. And then for 1994, this says, Edith Child Myers, prior ranch owner, age 88, died March 3rd, 1994. Edith's brother-in-law, Garth Gardner Myers, sells the property to the Shermans. In 94? To the Shermans. All right, keep going. There's nothing about the Gormans. In 96, it was bought by Robert Bigelow. See, that's why I'm confused about.
1: The the book covered the Gormans a lot.
0: That's what I'm saying. I think the Gormans are the Shermans. Oh, I, yeah, I... That sounds...
1: Okay, it's that, coming together now because the book was saying that we changed the
0: names to protect people. It's not just from the book, I don't think. You think everything? I think I've seen it other places. Okay. But it could be just a book. But an interesting thing uh the the gormans they were mormons so was it just a funny thing the kids said in town they're like oh yeah hey there's a sherman's so you mean the gormans the gormans the mormons so maybe they just changed their name i don't know sounds right does it i don't know i have no clue i'll go with it this was uh it was a very in-depth book i have a ton a ton of notes from this book just because it, it covers so much so fast yes like your fingers if if you're typing your fingers are just off there's smoke coming off of those motherfuckers <laughs> you're just typing like crazy
1: i so much information to rap
0: you need to be a stenographer i have 17 pages worth of notes here what you're gonna say you have 17 calluses on your fingers and typing notes Two of my fingers snapped off. <laughs> and we've barely covered any of it. We've just been bullshitting <laughs> about uh, the Gorman Sherman. Like? The Gorman Germans. That's what it seems like.
1: I mean, we've covered ownership of of this place, this piece of land that is just riddled with craziness. It's the piece of land is is wild. But I mean, the skinwalkers themselves, it's a Whole other ball game
0: Yeah well it's not just The ranch though it's the whole area The the basin itself The book calls it the heavyweight This is a quote the heavyweight contender For UFO capital of the world The world That's insane Yeah.
1: You know what else is fun about the whole thing What's that I didn't know this until I was doing research For this I've mentioned this before The 37th Parallel Things along this 37th parallel. Is it on it? The southern border of Utah and Colorado is exactly the 37th parallel. You know, where the four corners, the four states that come to a corner? Yeah. The middle of that is the 37th parallel. Are you kidding me? No, not at all. And there has been a tremendous amount of skinwalker sightings
0: along those borders. Al- along that area well you know what's kind of interesting about that 37 what so th- i told you about the book the book i'm reading right the <laughs> extinction series where it's about the the ufo that slams into earth they thought an asteroid killed the dinosaurs but it was this it was this okay yeah yeah, yeah. well it's a, a three book series i just finished the third book thank dude. i got nothing to do at work <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing going on. But can I help? 37 actually comes up quite a bit in the book. It has something to do oh, no. and this is an actual an actual study, because at the end of the book, he goes and he gives you like articles. He's like, I know it might sound crazy, but this is true. Here's the study. And then he reads part of the thing. 37 has it comes up a lot in our fucking DNA. What? I don't know how. I didn't read the article, but it comes up in our DNA. The number 37, which implies... Cre- I don't... What should it? Cre- creation? Ooh. Were really? we put here? I don't know. Did we come in with the asteroid? I don't know, but 37. You were saying 37. I don't want to get us too far off track.
1: That, that whole thing might come up. But yeah, the 37th parallel is the southern border of utah which matches the northern border border of arizona and then colorado the southern border of colorado matches the northern border border of new mexico and then there's just a little that sliver of oklahoma the handle mm-hmm. that that touch, co- touches colorado i mean you could you could also say kansas and color kansas and oklahoma their borders are the 37th parallel also but the Skinwalker Ranch is in the northeast part, like more east than north and Utah. That's where the ranch sits. But it's not it's not horribly far from the southern border.
0: I don't know how far it is, but I mean if you got the thirty seventh parallel in your state, you gotta have a lot of weird shit going on all over the place. Yeah.
1: I I'm looking at the map of the United States now. Um The border between Missouri and Arkansas, which is next to Kansas and Oklahoma. That border's a little bit lower, but then if you go all the way across those, it's real funny. The one for Kentucky and Tennessee, the one for Tennessee, it almost matches the northern border for Arkansas, but then out of nowhere, it just juts up. Not quite halfway, east, easternly, or east-west in Tennessee... It juts up, and then it looks like it would match where the 37th parallel is, Kentucky and Tennessee. Then you just keep trucking east, Virginia, and North Carolina. Looks like it would—it just kind of sweeps across. Oh, look out. <laughs> just sweeps across the U.S.
0: What did that mic ever do to you, man? <laughs> it was on the 37th parallel
1: when I got there.
0: So the 37th parallel goes through Kentucky and Tennessee? Yes, it's like a
1: a sweeping motion. If that's where they put the border, I did look that up. The 37th parallel was a point in history where they're like, okay, that's where we're going to put some state borders, right across there.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, you got the Smoky Mountains in that area, which is a lot There, People say there's a lot of weird shit in that area. Dude, I think we should just... Do a whole show on the 37th Parallel. We have to. We have to now. Because I'm very intrigued. We could, I mean, we could just ley lines in general.
1: Oh, my God. I looked them up, too, because I wanted to know where they were.
0: Crazy. A bunch of the ley
1: lines, like, all meet in Salt Lake City. Oh, really? Yeah, like, there's, a, there's, there's like, a branch of them coming out of Salt Lake City. You know where all the earthquakes were? Yeah. A couple weeks ago?
0: Wow. N- not that far, and the ranch is in Ballard, Utah, which is about 150 miles away. Which, on the global scale, is nothing. Right. So, put
1: that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. You're a peace pipe. Peace pipe. That's what I was looking for. The peace pipe.
0: Yeah, the peace pipe. I know. Since the uh the fifties, this this whole area, like like we said, this this area. Is, it's crazy. The Midwest is crazy. You got Reno... Or not Reno. Good Lord. You got out there in... Uh, uh, Roswell. Yeah. All that stuff going on. But since the 50s, there's been thousands of UFO sightings uh, that have been reported in the area. It's easily one of the most active UFO hotspot areas in an estimated half of the population. Half of the population. And from what I gathered... It was about 142,000 people. Uh, So... That's a lot. That's a lot, dude. Half of them saw things. Uh, It says, although 90 to 95% of the sightings are misidentifications, it still leaves 5 to 10% unexplained. So, going by 142,000, 5 to 10% of that would be 3,550 to 7,100 cases. Unexplained.
1: Now, they're like... Uh, yep. I mean, you're right. It's unidentified flying objects. Because we can't
0: identify them. Can you Can you imagine, in your area, 3,000 cases of unexplained shit in the sky?
1: No. Around here, that would be
0: the freaking talk of the town, baby. Let's not even say your area. Imagine your state. The entire state. If there were 3,000... Thousand unexplained things in the sky, people be talking, yeah, I mean i I assume that's per per year Utah is okay,
1: Utah is way bigger no. than Pennsylvania and and dramatically bigger than Delaware, even three thousand in a year. I could be wrong about that
0: that would be still would be something freaking crazy that might mean. Half of the population since the 50s. So I could be misunderstanding that line. Either way, it's a lot. You got unexplained shit like, whoa, what the hell's going on here? Did you uh, hear about Junior Hicks, that guy? What about Junior Hicks? You remember him? From the book? Yeah. He's in the area. He's a retired teacher, and he's basically right there, right in that area. He's the... uh, known as the unofficial UFO historian. (laughs) Okay. He said his first known account of activity in the area was in 1951. It was a cigar shaped sitting on the ground and was seen by about 30 students and their teacher and they were about 50 foot away from it. Sitting on the ground? Oh yeah. Just chilling there. Like a big old dildo. Uh, It's not. Cigar sounds nicer. Vibrator. (laughs) I'll cut it out, don't worry, don't worry. Steely Dan. That's a dangerous one. (laughs) Nuclear power,
1: baby. Uh Uh-oh. You know, we should probably take a break. Already? Dude, it's been a half an hour.
0: Dang. Yeah, we didn't even get started. I know, we are... We are blowing this. I don't don't know,
1: dude. I think we're gonna be right. Because we'll talk another half an hour on whether it's ranch stuff or if it's curse stuff or history. All right. Break time. All right. Whew. That was a good break. Um, Not, oh, hold on. Wait a minute. He's coming to me. I'm not going to be able to sound like him, but Uh, Linkin Park, Crawling in My Skin. That was a good song. That was some good stuff. Yeah, I like that. But we're talking about walking in some skin. Holy smokes! <laughs> man, where do we go from here? Because it—I felt like in the first half we just babbled, and here we go starting this one off babbling.
0: Yeah, I mean we do that a lot. Yeah, just let's rein this in. Where do you want to go?
1: Hone it in. Where Where do we start?
0: I don't know, man. I, no? I really don't know. Like <laughs> I said, I got I got so many notes here. We can we can talk about. You want to talk about the Gormans? Do you want to? Talk about skinwalkers. I don't know how much I have on skinwalkers themselves, actually. You, you talked about talking about the book.
1: I mean, we could. Do you want to go back before all that? Back before there was a book?
0: Sure. What do you got?
1: We could either go that way, or we could go. I mean, I still feel like this is going to be at least a two-parter.
0: It's going to have to be. I mean, like you said, we didn't cover. We didn't do shit in the first half. We just babbled. We talked about. I mean, like we do—we go off on tangents and bullshit and all that—but we were mildly focused. <laughs> I mean, this is such an in-depth topic, and neither one of us expected to get into it this heavy.
1: No, dude, it's another one of those like, "Ha! <laughs> look at this grit." Oh, no, that—that that happened too. What
0: is going on? I mean, you can make this. A no- just one episode. You just talk about what happened at the ranch. You can bang it out real quick. Wasn't the book like eight hours? Yeah, the the book was eight hours, and I gotta be honest with you, I still haven't finished it. <laughs> but it will be done before we do part two. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty close to the end. I'm, I think.
1: All right. Well, let me get into a little bit of the history. Like, what. Native American, indigenous peoples. If we say Indian, we do not mean to offend. We say Native Americans, we do not mean to offend. Indigenous peoples, the people that were here before the white Europeans showed up. However we end up referring to them. That's what we mean. That's who we mean. Not what, who. Those are people. Damn it. We took everything uh, as a whole other podcast.
0: And then here you are calling them a what? indian no no because you said (laughs) (laughs) disregard
1: (laughs) (laughs) so way 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 back even before the uh civil war the ute native american tribe and the navajo native american tribes they were different peoples just in the same area The america is big dude
0: oh yeah it's huge
1: utah is big like If you look at Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's big, and you live in Delaware, and it's not like you can just, like, skip along from one end to the other of Delaware. Delaware's, like, if you're standing in Delaware's big, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, Delaware is probably the size of one of Utah's counties.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's that's no joke. I think that's legit. I think you're spot on with that. People in Utah are, like,
0: Delaware's state? You mean... From here to the mall? Yeah, you got to drive two hours <laughs> to get to the mall. There, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know much about Utah. I'm just making jokes about it. <laughs> so, uh, the the different tribes,
1: the different peoples in the Americas in that time, they uh, struggle with Anglo-American. So, I'm not going to go too far back, but between the Ute. And the Navajo tribes, they were cool for a while, but then the, the white settlers started coming in and then stuff started to get a little mad. The white settlers struck gold. This is important. So, so they needed to go for more gold. Wars with settlers began about the 1850s when Ute children were captured in New Mexico and Utah by Anglo-American traders and sold in New Mexico and California. The rush of Euro-American settlers and prospectors into Ute country began with an 1858 gold strike. Just just touch, just a little bit before the Civil War. The Ute allied with the United States and Mexico in its war with the Navajo during the same period. Let me say that again. The Ute allied with the United States and Mexico in its war with the Navajo during the same period. The Navajo did not take kindly to that. They did not like that idea at all. And the whole thing about the Skinwalkers, as far as the information that I have gathered, originated with the Navajo medicine people, the shamans of the Navajo. Well... You got that?
0: Yeah. I guess. I mean, they're the ones who supposedly did it, right?
1: Yeah. But they... Because they were all pissed off at the ute for joining
0: with the the white man well the the Utes allegedly they they were all they were gung ho like yeah, slave trades, love it, and they started kidnapping the the Navajo and selling them in the New Mexico slave markets, dude, yeah, Navajo didn't appreciate that at all, no, like <laughs> come on,
1: no, 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 no. So, there was some clash of those clans. Yeah. the clash of those tribes.
0: I saw or I read or I heard or I probably heard from the book that they actually, when they had like a a common enemy, they would work together in the past, the Utes and the Navajo. They weren't, they weren't enemies, they were just, you know, they were different groups. Frenemies? Yeah, frenemies, yeah. I'm going to work with you today, but...
1: ooh. I got a knife waiting for you, buddy.
0: Yeah, but once you steal old Tong Tong over here and you you sell you know, you sell them to John Smith, I got a problem. Yeah, now we got an issue. Yeah. Hey, yeah, 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 Skinwalker. <laughs> Is that race? I don't know. Is it? I'm a- I'll leave it in and we'll we'll see what kind of backlash we get. Oh, uh, well, now we got a curse.
1: It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, the just seems like their the way their mannerism the way indigenous people talk it just seems so like crazy uh proper american and the movie wonder woman i know i'm getting a little weird topic here there was a <laughs> there was a native american guy in that one and he, whenever he talked it was just very proper and he would pronounce all the words very perfect he would just have a total calm about
0: himself i don't know if i'm doing it right but he would pronounce yeah it sounds pretty good man it sounds i mean maybe it's just just how they are i didn't mean how like i just mean maybe that's just how they are
1: (laughs) slow and pronounced listen to me
0: when i speak
1: because i'm going to speak slowly
0: yeah and they sat around the the fires. They, you know, they smoked the pipe. And they listen. Yeah, they listened to their grandfather talk, or the chief right. of their tribe, or whatever. Just talk, and they just spoke. When the elder speaks, you sit there and you listen, man. That's not like today.
1: Oh no, we're talking right over each other. We we're just like, yep, we're going to talk at the same time. Fuck it.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, we always do that. Luckily, we can cut that out. We <laughs> cut out the other ones.
1: <laughs> but honestly, that that's one thing that fascinates me about the whole culture is they're, they're so pronounced. And you, you listen when they speak. But, I mean, it doesn't matter what tribe they came from. You listen when they speak. It just, I don't know, it
0: just draws me in. It's like a, almost like a respect thing.
1: Yeah, you just stop. You're like this guy's talking this is important because he's saying it slowly
0: well i mean not because he's saying it slowly just because he's saying it you know what i mean they true they didn't have iphones and they didn't have tvs and you know they didn't have uh you know ovaltine uh decoder rings <laughs> coming in the mailbox but when people talked they'd listen to him. right
1: Especially the the shamans of of the tribes. The shamans, the medicine people. Yeah. I don't think gender mattered. It was medicine people. I'm sure there was definitely medicine men, but there was just medicine women too. It
0: was medicine people in general. Dr. Quinn medicine woman. (laughs) That's the one? (laughs) My dad used to watch that show, I remember.
1: He had the hots for her, didn't he?
0: He might have. I don't know. <laughs> That's all right.
1: But they, the Utes and the uh, Navajo, when the white men came through, there was a an unsettled peace between the, the Utes and the Navajo, like frenemies, like we said. Yeah. But then the when more white settlers came in and more of that started happening, there was more and more conflict, and I'm pretty sure what I understand is the Navajo started practicing more and more of the the darker arts of the shaman people. Really, there was a it was almost like a the whole quote from Spider Man: "With great power comes great responsibility." Mm-hmm. They had to learn all of the good stuff for medicine. But they also had to, ha- had to learn all the dark stuff, all the dark arts,
0: too. For what, to counteract it or what? E-
1: yes, exactly. You know, when this happens, if you encounter something dark like this, this is how you can counter it. But, you know, it also taught how to become this dark thing.
0: So it's, it's kind of like a, a priest, in a sense, a modern day priest reading all the dark stuff in the bible and they're like mm, well easter's coming up
1: you know it's about 3 weeks 10 days out from pentecost and all that we better not teach that this time
0: they read the word and all that but then yeah. they also have to know all the demon names and all all the like the dark shit that yes. frankly scares the hell out of that religion
1: yeah so so the the person the priest the preacher who studies this who consistently studies it, they know all about that dark stuff, but they just shelter their congregation. Can we say that? Sure. Uh, So it's the same with these the shaman and the medicine people. They're sheltering their tribe from all this dark stuff, but they've learned all this dark stuff, and some of them turn to the dark stuff. That's how we get the skinwalkers. These white men are damaging my people. If I go into this dark territory, I will not come back. But that is the price I'm willing to pay to protect my people.
0: Well, aren't they different? Because isn't a skinwalker is I guess a shaman who went bad so a witch, right?
1: Yes, yeah. A Navajo witch. But then if you start putting label like witch on the Navajos and Native Americans in general, then, then, they're like, "Yep, it, you're calling me a witch." There's some dark stuff that's going on.
0: Well, they had a, uh, I can't remember what the year was. I want to say it was in the 1800s, but they had a a similar thing to the Salem witch trials.
1: Yes, I was just I was just reading about that. Yeah, they had to. Uh, I believe it was in the Navajo. Themselves wasn't it?
0: Yeah, if basically if you were suspected of being a witch or something, they they were supposed to kill you. Yeah, right. So when
1: was I don't I don't remember when the Salem witch trials were, but yeah, you're absolutely right. There was a point in time that this that same thing happened in in the Native American culture that they're like, oh, you're practicing practicing the witch arts you must be disposed of.
0: Yeah. That was in... Was it the 1880s? Why do I... That stuck in my head. I, I want to say the 1880s is when that happened with them. It sounds right. So that
1: was... 1880s would be just after the Civil War. Civil War was 18... Did it ended in 1865. Man, oh man. I'm going to get cut by somebody now.
0: Fool. Look, I'll tell you what. We're going to get cut by everybody... Who has a, uh, a dream catcher hanging in their window. Everyone who has like wolf paintings on their wall. All those people who love the Native American stuff. They're going to be like, you're doing it wrong. You are wrong.
1: <laughs> let us know. Please let us know that we're doing it wrong.
0: Bring on a weird at gmail.com.
1: <laughs> we'll bring on those corrections. There is There is so much on just the skinwalkers alone the way that they're created the way that they use their powers the the way that they look
0: well i have their their witches who can alter their shapes at will to assume the shapes and characteristics of certain animals i don't think all animals i think it's certain ones
1: i i think it's more more in like the canine range coyotes wolves foxes okay stuff like that
0: I heard they can be birds as well, though.
1: Can they? I did not see that. Yeah. I mean, they are skinwalkers, but wasn't part of the skinwalker being a skinwalker was to, when you became that animal, then you would wear the skin of that animal in your tribe.
0: What I have here is to change into the creature the which would adorn the hide of the animal that it wants to transform into. And then once it transformed. Uh, the witch would then have all the attributes. Of whatever creature it is. So if it was. If they put on like a wolf hide. They would turn into a wolf. And then it could do everything a wolf does.
1: So cool. So the, geez, I don't, if I relate that to a modern day type situation. It sounds like a class of character in an RPG. Yeah. Today I, I shall wear the, the fox, and then Tanuki Mario comes out of nowhere, and he starts spinning his tail around so he can collect coins <laughs> from, from the sky.
0: It's the it's Tanuki Mario, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're
1: exactly right. All right, let me read this uh, passage from legendsofamerica.com slash Navajo dash skinwalkers. Oh, please do. This was the most apparent with the Navajo witch purge of 1878 which initially evolved from a cultural response to so many people moving across and onto their lands, being the the Navajo. After a series of wars with the U.S. Army, the Navajo were expelled from their land and forced to march to the Bosque Redondo, Fort Sumner in New Mexico, in what is known as the Long Walk of the Navajo in 1864. Uh, the Witch Purge was 1878, the Long Walk of the Navajo was 1864, and that's when stuff... Got crazy. There, the people suffered from bad water, failed crops, illness, and death, reducing their numbers dramatically. After four years, the government finally admitted they had made a mistake and the Navajo were allowed to return to their homeland in the Four Corners area. During these years, many of the tribe's members were said to have turned to shape-shifting to escape the terrible conditions. In the meantime, the rest of the tribe were convinced that their gods had deserted them. Once the people had returned to their homeland, their conditions improved, but the dreaded skinwalkers, for whom they blamed for their years on the bleak reservation, were still among them. Accusations of witchcraft and the hunting of the skinwalkers began. When someone found a collection of witch artifacts wrapped in a copy of the Treaty of 1868, the tribal members unleashed deadly consequences. The quote-unquote Navajo Witch Purge occurred in 1878 in which 40 Navajo suspected witches were killed in order to restore harmony and balance for the tribe but today most of the tales of sightings of these witches do not include death or injury but rather are more trickster like and that the trickster bit seems more like what's going on at the skinwalker ranch it doesn't seem like sure they're scary as f but they're they're not hurting any humans.
0: Well, th- I mean, no, they're not hurting humans. They're fucking up the cattle.
1: Yeah, they're not hurting humans directly.
0: Yeah. They're just
1: scaring the bejesus out of them and tearing up their cattle.
0: I mean, they're not even scaring the bejesus out of every one of them cuz <laughs> I mean, I guess we'll we'll probably do it in the next episode with what happens on the ranch, right? Yeah. Right now, this episode can be just Native American. <laughs> I don't know, but it they didn't scare everybody. Too bad, because one of them was like Joe Exotic over there. He's like, "Listen, up, motherfucker. I got your number. Yeah, I'm coming for you." <laughs> <laughs> Who's that cat? That's Tom Gorman, dude.
1: Yeah, let's get into his. Let's get into him, and then maybe maybe we'll do it. What do you think?
0: I mean, we didn't talk about Bottle Hollow. We didn't talk about no, we, any of that. We Fort Duchesne, Bottle
1: Hollow, Mm-mm. and there's a whole other like line of Ute curse that I would I would eventually like to talk about. Not Navajo curse. This is Navajo stuff, but there is a particular place and time that the Ute messing people up. Oh yeah, and it, it it appears as though it's still happening to this day.
0: Wow. Well, so we talked about. We told you guys, Tom Gorman, also Sherman, for whatever reason, bought the ranch in 94. Where'd they come from? Michigan, right? They wanted to leave the hustle and bustle of the city.
1: Yeah. They're looking to get away from all that. Like, they Did they know cattle before they got there, or they really, really got into cattle when they got there?
0: You know, I don't know, because he was very good at it, apparently. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if he just, if it was just, he picked, boom, he picked it up.
1: They knew it previously or or what?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. They bought the ranch. They're like, you know what? This is beautiful. Apparently it was beautiful. It was a beautiful piece of land. And when they first entered the house, it says they got a chill. Like it was, it was really weird in there. Uh, every door and cabinet had locks on both the inside and outside. When they went to buy the place, was it them or was it the next person who had a condition? Do
1: not dig.
0: Oh, it was the previous owner.
1: Yeah, they put a condition into the cell clause. Do not dig. Yeah. Whoever, who The next owner of this place, do not dig holes in this, in this property.
0: Yeah, it was Myers. So when the Gormans bought it, well, it didn't say do not dig. It said, uh, no digging without prior warning to the previous oh. owners.
1: Right, 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 right.
0: So that's weird. So they got door, they got locks on inside and outside of the doors. All the windows were bolted on one end of the property. There were large, like large chains secured really sturdily to the ground. Almost like they had like attack wolves or something you know like what? pet wolf, like they were they were massive chains like they had like pet dinosaurs or some shit.
1: Oh. Okay, like like tie-outs.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like what you see in Alaska for the, you know, the sled dogs.
1: Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: So they were like okay, well, maybe they're just they were a little funky, a little paranoid. Apparently there were some strange clauses we talked about the no digging without prior warning, but I didn't hear any more I don't know what the other clauses were, but apparently there were strange clauses in the contract.
1: Oh, I wonder if we could find those.
0: I'm not sure. It's a couple of
1: generations of owners ago.
0: But like we said, Tom Gordon Gordon. I keep saying Gordon. Tom Gorman was a very accomplished rancher. Uh he had a very keen intuition the book said and he was very very smart his first weird account on the ranch was when he saw a gray i don't want to say gray wolf he saw a gray in color 200 pound wolf-like creature from about 400 yards away now in the book they say he had the eyesight of a trained marksman so 400 yards away he could probably see pretty well right
1: yep 400 yards i mean that's that's a distance, but if he's a trains a marksman, then he kinda has an idea what he's looking at.
0: I would think so. But uh the quote unquote wolf was nearly three times the size of any wolf Tom had ever seen. Now, this to me sounds like I don't know if they're real. It sounds like a dire wolf. Yes.
1: That's funny you say that. Wasn't it in the book dire wolves? Were a thing. Or maybe they said that on last pod about Skinwalker stuff.
0: Yeah, it wasn't in a book.
1: They were an actual animal in history. I know it's a whole Game of Thrones thing. I didn't watch Game of Thrones.
0: How dare you? Oh, my God.
1: I listened to the first three books, and I was like, uh, politics. Uh, I'm dying a little bit. I'm dying a lot of it inside. But anyway, direwolves. Yes, they were an actual thing. And they may still be lurking out there somewhere. They're just big, big wolves.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I say they may or may not exist. I don't know. Because we don't know for sure dinosaurs existed. going to go there. I mean, we just have, I mean, what do we got, a toe bone? And then they turn it into a T-Rex? I don't know.
1: That's a hell of a puzzle. Yeah. And here we are talking about skinwalkers humans that just transform into these random ass animals that start attacking bovine creatures Uh,
0: apparently dire wolves went extinct 11,000 years ago
1: that's when we started turning them into teacup poodles
0: yeah but there is a very interesting youtube video I don't know if you've seen it Uh, I think it's pretty popular but if you search dire wolf attacks dog it's like the first one that comes up Have you ever seen this? No. I almost want to pause it so you can see it.
1: That's a big ass face of holy shit.
0: Is it the one where the dog's barking and all of a sudden it jumps up and like kind of, and then like turns around and runs away? I can't hear the audio. I think it's because I'm on on the call, but the dog, that's a big
1: damn canine type black wolf thing. Holy crap. There's just a wolf. Uh, or I just see ears, and it looks like a big-ass head.
0: Yeah, you don't see... You don't see... Like, he zooms in on it.
1: That's not a small dog, either.
0: It's a German Shepherd, dude. <laughs> oh, oh. That's a monster fucking wolf. That's a monster whatever... Holy
1: smokes, that's... It might be the size of a German Shepherd. I don't know if it's a German Shepherd, but still. Imagine the size of a german shepherd but then oh, way bigger than that that dog's head was as big as the the dire wolf's head was as big as the the wolf's head or i can't even i'm all over the place yeah the head is as big as the dog that was barking at it
0: yeah it was it was massive so this this wolf that tom sees is about 3 times the size of any wolf he's ever seen which Sounds like a dire wolf Yeah But this this wolf walked up to them It just walked up to him. And Tom's about 6 foot But this wolf's head Was at the chest Of Tom Gorman
1: The head alone While this thing is on all fours Is 5 feet up
0: Yeah That is huge (laughs) Yeah That's taller than a Great Dane a Great Dane is a big, big fucking dog.
1: This is like a cow, but in a wolf shape.
0: It's massive. And they were petting it. They were petting this thing.
1: That's insane. I would not even. I would take some guts to go up to it and be like, oh, this, look at this doggy.
0: Yeah. Well, I think Tom started petting it first, and then Ellen was like, Ellen, his wife, was like, okay, well, I'll come over. And then he was like, yo, Tad, his son. And they like called him over, and he's like, and Tad's like, can we keep him? Can we keep him as a pet? And then suddenly, the wolf attacked the calf. Oh. Yeah, the calf it had its head sticking out of the bars of the corral. And uh, I guess it, the calf was like, yo, what the fuck is that thing? I've never seen anything like that. Let me check that out. This badass mf or Tom Gordon, Gorman. Jesus, God. I, I'll never get it right. Flash Gordon (laughs) Flash Ah. (laughs) So It goes over Clamps on this little calf Who had its head out of the bars And Tom Gorman Like a Badass midwestern cowboy Runs over And kicks this motherfucker in the ribs And begins beating the shit Out of this wolf That would obviously rip you to shreds. It's like a bear. It, yeah, it's like a bear. He's like, No, not my little baby cow. Bo, bo, he's kicking into ribs. Pop, <laughs> pop, pop, motherfucker, Mayweather. You know, he's <laughs> jacking him up. He's like going nuts. But it didn't work. So he looks over at, I guess, Tad, and he's like, Get my magnum. <laughs> so. <laughs> Dad runs to the I guess the truck or whatever and he get he comes back with his gun. a magnum. That's that's a powerful gun. Sure. He shot the wolf three times bef- three times before it finally released the calf. And then it walked about ten feet away and then it was like, Okay, I just just walked away. No big deal.
1: That was that was weird. Yeah. Just, uh. Like
0: mosquito? And then <laughs> Gorman, he shot it one more time near the heart. And then it still was like, what the fuck? What was that? There was no blood, nothing. And then he goes, give me my 30 odd six. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, when you ask for that 30 odd six, you're shooting buffaloes and uh, T Rexes, you know?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he shot the animal, creature, wolf, I don't know. They went through it and. Apparently, when it went through it, it made an exit wound, which produced a pretty decent-sized chunk of flesh. So, after that, the animal, it, like, turned around and started—it just trotted away.
1: It's like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah I guess you don't want me here. I, I, I'll go. I'll go now. See ya.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you, like, smack your dog in the nose with a the rolled-up newspaper. It's like, pff, <laughs> all right. I get I mean, it. I
1: kind of heard but I yeah, I get it. Yeah.
0: I understand. But this
1: this thing got a 30-06. Six, six through its freaking body, exit wound and all that and is like, "Oh, oh, you mean business."
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. That was the first time there was anything. There was I mean, he shot it with, with the magnum. And then there was no blood and the wolf was like, "All right, whatever." Then the 30-06 finally produce something but the wolf was still like later <laughs> I'll just trot away <laughs> he didn't run away he didn't sprint away he just trotted yeah it didn't drop most things would drop yeah it was like he was in a dog show trotting around the you know the little oval thing they trot around <laughs> where's my ramp
1: isn't there a hula hoop around here
0: or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh Tom and his son Tad, is it Tad or Tag? Tad, right? I think it's Tad. I
1: heard Tad, T A D. Yeah. If you want to phonetically say it, T A D.
0: Yeah. So they were like, "Let's go after this bitch," right? So they started Mm -hmm. they they started tracking a wolf through the forest, and then they got to I forget where it was, but they got to a certain point, and now Tom knew how to track. He, I mean, basically, this guy is like MacGyver of the woods. Like, this guy, he can do anything. L- you know? <laughs> he is the best rancher in the area. This son of a bitch can track anything he wants. So, I mean, he can track a butterfly through the air. You know? Like, he can just for, find for, the track. 400 tracks. yards. Yeah. He can see it. So, they tracked it to a certain point. Boom tracks gone just out of nowhere gone
1: yeah they they walked for miles didn't they they walked for a while like through the
0: woods oh yeah uh,
1: through a creek or something and they got they finally got to the edge of a was it the edge of a lake
0: <clears throat> I think it was a ravine right
1: something like that but they got they got far oh yeah they followed it for miles tracked it for miles and finally it was just gone
0: yeah just Disappeared. I mean it's insane. Yeah, I mean that so that was like his their first experience on the ranch. Their first weird wish- Other than I mean walking in and seeing locks all over the fucking place and bolts and all that stuff. Yeah, this was this was major.
1: And that's how we're gonna end it, ladies and gentlemen. On that cliffhanger, what's gonna happen next?
0: That who knows? You'll know who next knows? time. I'm just gonna say
1: refrigerator. You could say RV. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> There's a refrigerator and an RV, isn't there?
1: Mm, I think they end up being the same thing.
0: Oh, well, you guys <laughs> decide.
1: <laughs> bring on the weird at gmail.com or Instagram or Facebook or Twitter.
0: We're everywhere. If you want some dope ass merch, go to slash bring on a weird. Get you a t shirt, a hoodie. Uh, you know, it's getting nice out. Get you a t-shirt. You don't want yeah. a hoodie now. Get a, get the t-shirt.
1: Right. And some leggings while you're at it.
0: Yeah. Hey. Look, <laughs> you, you might not be able to go to the gym right now, but you can still work out at home. Get the leggings, do your workouts, do your squats, all that.
1: We may not be f- fabletics, but we're just letics.
0: But we are fabulous.
1: Oh, hey, all right. We're on the other end. On the, fa- on the Fabulous end. Yeah. And bring us up on those charts. Podmagazine.com slash Hot 50. Name, email, vote for three podcasts. You know who we are. William Green and Elijah Meadows. Because that's important in the voting.
0: And I did want to, real quick. So, in our Weird Phobias episode, we asked people for... Phobias. Yeah. Send us a, a review with a phobia and we got a review with a phobia from Sleepy Fan Twenty Two, but we don't okay. know who you are. Well, what's that phobia? Should I tell? Should I say it? How are we gonna yeah. find out who
1: it is? We gotta find out who it is. Oh, they know who it is. They say the phobia. They're gonna be like, "Oh, that's me."
0: Well, Sleepy Fan Twenty Two, he or she says one of my phobias is sleeping with my back to the bedroom door, and I have. I guess I'm. Similar. I don't like to sleep with my back to an open open space. I like to have my face facing the open space. You know yeah, what I mean? In
1: case some stuff goes down, you're gonna be alert when something comes through that doorway.
0: I guess I just think a ghost isn't gonna be standing by the wall. They're gonna come in through the door. I don't know what I'm thinking. But Oh yeah, the secret's out now. Yeah. Ghosts don't care about your walls. Ghosts only half care about your floor, I guess. Like, the, de- the devil's just going to walk in through the door. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, are you guys asleep?
1: <laughs> I was coming to haunt you
0: tonight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's the most Gentile devil. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean, that's, yeah, I, I get it.
0: If you are a Sleepy Fan 22, I don't. I have no idea how we're gonna verify it's you. But hit us up on Twitter or something, let us know because you did earn a sticker.
1: Damn right. We need to send you a sticker.
0: Yeah, but I, I I really don't know how we're gonna do this.
1: They can just email us. Just email us who they are so we can send a sticker.
0: Yeah, but I mean how many people are listening to this right now like, oh I'm sleepy fan twenty two, yeah. <laughs> let me get a free sticker. Instead of being a jerk like that, guys. Just go re- leave a review and you get a free sticker. Right, leave a review with your phobia, get a free sticker. Don't be a jerk and try to steal Sleepy Fan 22. <laughs> but yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I don't know what to do for this episode. Oh, uh, how about you? If you go to leave a review f- after this episode, leave us a five star review, but tell us if. Uh, the devil that shows up your doorway is, is he gentle or is he just going to bust down a wall and be like Hool-Aid man
0: Poof. oh
1: yeah
0: I'm here now I thought you called him a gentile earlier <laughs> I, I didn't know you called him gentle I said gentile isn't that a Jew <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's happening right now This <laughs> is getting out of control that's what we do Ladies and gentlemen, stay weird world.
0: And we'll see you guys next time.